It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Knock at the cards and the drugs From my generation, I'll take the flow The state, no cross the nation And it's a sin to cut the face The fraud, the master with me to the American Variety Network. Your only place for variety on Blog Talk Radio. This is Choo Choo Stew from the Cave Crew Radio and you're listening to Alex Cardinelli on the American Variety Network. live to the Aquatic Wetline Radio Show, hosted by a fish keeper for fish keepers. What's swimming in the tank today? What tropical fish are we talking about today? Let's dive into the fish tank and find out. We'll see you right now here on the Aquatic Wetline. Enjoy the show. Hello, freshwater fish keepers! Welcome to the Aquatic Wetline, a fish-keeping podcast hosted by a 22-year-old energetic fish-keeper for the fish-keepers. I'm your host, Aqua Alex Cardinelli. I hope you're having a fantastic day, and I want to thank you for tuning into this episode of the Aquatic Wetline. Please pardon any filter sounds or any water sounds because I am broadcasting live from my fish room. That's right, I'm doing this show, this fish show in my fish room. Anyways, tonight I'm going to give you my freshwater lecture. Last Friday I gave you the saltwater lecture for newbies entering the saltwater hobby, and today I'm going to do a show for newbies entering the freshwater hobby. Now, we all know that movie Finding Dory is out in the movie theaters right now, and we know that it's going to attract many new people 
to the aquarium hobby. I have a friend who works at a local PECO, and he said that they have sold a lot of aquariums and a lot of fish because of the movie Finding Dory. He did not speculate whether it was fresh water or salt water. He just said a lot of fish. So I'm going to go ahead and assume it was bulls. And he said because of how many tanks they sold, they're going to have a special sale, dollar per gallon, and plus fish will be on sale. So, finding Dory can be a good thing and a bad thing to the freshwater hobby and the hobby as a whole, because the good thing is it's going to attract many more people to the aquarium hobby. The bad thing is these people may not be educated enough to keep an aquarium. So, this is the aim for this freshwater show. I certainly hope any new hobbyist will start off with freshwater before they adventure into saltwater. So, if you are a new fish keeper coming from Finding Dory, this show is for you. Now, the freshwater side of the hobby is often called the easier side of the hobby, and that is 100% true. So this is going to be my guide for the beginners out there, the newbies in the aquarium hobby. Now here's the plan topics for the show. I'm going to discuss why I recommend a freshwater tank for a new hobbyist. I'm going to tell you how to set up a freshwater aquarium and the kind of equipment you're going to need. I'm going to give you my biggest pieces of advice for entering the freshwater hobby. We'll talk about the best and worst fish for beginners in the freshwater So, let's go ahead and get started. I have a lot of information to give out on this show. I'm going to start by discussing why I personally recommend a freshwater tank for a new hobbyist. One of the things that is jumping around in my head right now is that fresh water has more room for error because saltwater tanks require a lot of work, a lot of money, a lot of supplies, and they are unforgiving. You have to do things right in a saltwater aquarium, and oftentimes a new hobbyist is not going to know what to do when it comes to setting up a saltwater aquarium. I can guarantee you a new saltwater hobbyist or a new hobbyist entering the, ho the hobby is not even going to know how to mix saltwater for a saltwater aquarium. So I personally recommend anyone entering this hobby to start off with a freshwater tank because you're going to have a higher success rate starting out with freshwater than you would saltwater. Now in freshwater, you're going to learn how to um, keep fish by learning how filters function. You're going to learn how to do maintenance on your aquarium, how to do water changes, and also how to test water parameters, how your tank cycles, and you'll also see how to feed your fish and how to add new fish.
Stick it like this, folks. You are starting a brand new hobby. It takes time to get the nice collectibles that you want. You can't just go out and buy a tank and add all these prized fish into your tank. You've got to slowly work your way up the ladder, and then you can have your prized fish. So I tell people who are interested in getting in the aquarium hobby, start off with freshwater. Freshwater is very easy to keep, and you're going to build your confidence level with a freshwater aquarium, because nine times out of ten, all the fish in freshwater are much more hardier than the ones in saltwater. Now, the next reason I personally recommend a freshwater tank for new hobbyists is because the fish are cheap, and like I said a moment ago, are much more hardier than the saltwater fish. Matter of fact, I said this numerous times on the aquatic, well, I don't even think there is a $10 fish in saltwater besides the, the aggressive damsels. So, most of your fish in the freshwater hobby are not going to break the bank. I guarantee you can buy at least a dozen fish for 20 bucks in the freshwater hobby. And nine times out of ten, they are a beginner's fish. And they are very, 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 very hardy. So I think that's a really important aspect that new hobbyists need to consider when first getting into the hobby. They need to select fish that are very, very easy to keep and care for, and I think a lot of the freshwater species are just that. Now, of course, with freshwater, you won't break the bank, you won't be spending thousands of dollars unless you buy a really, really big tank, and we're talking six feet, seven feet. You're probably going to spend close to a couple hundred, maybe five, six, seven hundred dollars, depending on the size tanks that you get. But I can guarantee you it will not be as close that it would cost for a saltwater aquarium. Now, a freshwater aquarium needs few equipment. does not need as many equipment as a saltwater tank needs. A freshwater tank basically needs just a tank to stand, a couple of filters, you can use a hang-on-the-back filter, or a canister filter, or even a sponge filter, and a heater. Basically, all you need is a tank stand, filters, and a heater. You don't even need a light. Light's optional in the freshwater hobby, in my personal opinion. But light does give your fish uh, nice, vibrant colors. So if you were looking for uh, fish to show off their colors, then you would want a light. But it's absolutely not required in a freshwater tank. Now, like I said, a freshwater tank is simple maintenance. All you've got to do is feed your fish and do water changes on your freshwater tank and make sure that your pH is where it needs to be and your water parameters are where they need to be. All right, and generally for a freshwater tank, a pH should be anywhere from 6.4 to 8.0, depending on what you are keeping. Also, ammonia should always be at zero. Now, when you're first cycling your tank, you're going to have high ammonia, but after a few weeks, your tank will go down to zero, and that is when your tank is cycled. If I remember correctly, your nitrate should be... Uh, less than 
15 ppm. It's been a long time since I've had a fresh water tank, but I think that is what uh, it is. Now, you can have decorations in a fresh water tank. Um, you can have plants or uh, any of those fancy decors that you see at your Petco's and PetSmart and Walmart. In a saltwater aquarium, you're not going to have such luck. You're going to have to buy actual live rock. That's going to cost you a lot of money. And last but not least, the last reason I recommend a freshwater tank for a new hobbyist, one reason and one reason alone, high success rates. That's right. Freshwater has high success rates for new beginners. And I guarantee if you start off slow, you will succeed in the freshwater hobby. That is why I recommend a freshwater tank for a new hobbyist. Now, let's talk about setting up a freshwater tank. And I'm going to talk about all of the equipment that you are going to need for a freshwater tank. Now, first and foremost, you're going to need an aquarium and a stand. So, I would say go out and get your fish tank. Now, listen to me loud and clear, beginners. You want to stay away from small tanks. Don't buy into the Finding Dory themed aquariums that you see at Petco and PetSmart. They are very, very hard to maintain, and your water parameters are always going to uh, fluctuate, and that's going to kill your fish. So, folks, stay away from the nano-sized aquariums and stay away from the 10-gallon aquariums. A good beginner aquarium would be anywhere from 29 gallons and bigger. The best beginner tank, in my personal opinion, is a 55 gallon or a 75 gallon aquarium. It's a four foot tank and you've got a wide variety of wonderful freshwater species that you can keep in that size of an aquarium. So again, folks, it really is important to stay away from the small tanks. Otherwise, you're going to have nothing but failure in the saltwater hobby because in a much larger tank, water levels are easy to control. So go with a 29-gallon or bigger. Now, for your equipment for your freshwater tank, you're going to need a good filtration system. So I personally love the hang on the back filtration system for fish. I use the Aquion Quiet Flow filters and I am a big, 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 big fan of them. And I personally recommend the Aquion Quiet Flows for both freshwater and saltwater. They work great. You can also use the AquaClear 110s. Those are great filters as well. Canister filters are nice, but really expensive. They should be reserved for larger fish. Uh, sponge filters are nice, but they're kind of old school, but they still work today. So I would personally recommend the hang on the back filtration systems. You're going to need a heater unless you plan on keeping goldfish, but for most of your freshwater fish, you're going to need a heater. I recommend a good quality heater, maybe a titanium one, or one of the ones that have um, electric 
uh, what do you call that? Uh, shoot. Electric thermostat outside the plug where you can adjust the temperature. I have that on my saltwater tank and my other two tanks that I have over here. I have that electric um, temperature gauge that I just turn up or down. I think that's the best heater on the market. They are kind of costly. I, I think I paid about 25 for my one for the 29 and about 100 for the one for my 120 but it really is worth the money. Now that you've got your filters and your heater, you can consider getting a wave maker, which is going to create some uh, waves in your tank and uh, give you some much needed oxygen. But wave makers can run anywhere from $25 to $50. You could save a lot of money by just simply getting a um, air stone and an air pump the old school way. That will still work today as well, but you really don't need that. All you really need is filters and heaters. That's optional. But it seems like a lot of people like the bubbles in their aquarium. So if you want the bubbles in your aquarium, then you can go for an air stone and an air pump. Uh, other equipment you may consider, of course, a cover for your aquarium. And every store that sells fish tanks is going to sell some sort of a lid or a cover. It could be glass canopy lids or uh, metal lids, or aluminum lids, um, or those black plastic ones. I think I call those metal. Uh, and of course, you can also get a light for a freshwater tank. doesn't have to be a real expensive light. It could just be one that will show your fish. It could be a $25 LED. It doesn't have to be the crazy expensive ones you see for a saltwater tank. You'll need some decor for your fish to hide. And that could be fake plants, driftwood, or any of those caves that they have at the pet stores. Or you can go out in your backyard and use Mother Nature in your advantage and pick up some rocks and boil them for about 20 minutes to kill off whatever bacteria is on them. And then place them in your tank when they have cooled down. And you will need some substrate. Now you can use uh, sand or gravel. Um, I personally would recommend gravel because sand is going to clot up a tank for a few days and uh, make it look unattractive, but you could use whatever substrate you want. Or you could go bare bottom and not have any substrate. Very easy to clean and uh, they may make your tank look clean, but when it comes to water changes, you're going to be forever thankful because you won't be siphoning up sand or disturbing the gravel. Now, once you have all your equipment and all your decor and all of your substrate, what you're going to do is you're going to place the equipment on your tank. You're going to place your substrate in the aquarium. You're going to place your decor in the aquarium. Don't plug in the equipment just yet. You're going to fill your tank with water, and then you can turn on your equipment and let it run for a day. Then, I want you to add some sort of bacteria. Now, they have a product on the market called Prime. Prime has worked well for me. Now, what Prime is, is it actually helps cycle your tank a lot faster. Prime will work to cycle a tank faster in fresh water, but not necessarily in salt water. So, you can use live nitrifying bacteria. That is exactly what Prime is.
It's basically live bacteria in a bottle that's going to help jumpstart your cycle and make it safe to add fish. There's other live uh, nitrifying bacteria on the market. Dr. Tim makes one for fresh water that you could use, and I'm sure there's other ones. But I have used Prime for fresh water, and it has worked awesomely. So get a bottle of Prime, add it to your aquarium, and then let your tank cycle for one to three days. All right? When you add your Prime, do not add fish right away. All right? Don't do that. I would wait a day to three days just to make sure the tank is ready for fish. After a day to three days of adding the Prime, then you can add your first fish a few at a time. Let's add them slowly so that we don't kill off any of the good bacteria that may be in the aquarium. And that, folks, is how you set up a freshwater tank as a new hobbyist. I know it's a very exciting time, but we do have to take our time to make sure it goes smoothly and that we don't kill any fish. So, I'd recommend starting off with a few cheap fish after you've added your prime, like maybe a few tetras and a garami or something like that. Alright, moving along now. I would like to give you my biggest piece of advice for newbies entering into the freshwater hobby. The first thing I would say to somebody entering into the freshwater hobby is do your research. Research is very important. Now we have smartphones, we have tablets, we have computers, so there's no reason why you can't research. Now you can research everything from setting up a freshwater aquarium to the size aquarium you have and what kind of fish can live in the size aquarium you have. And also, you can research what to feed your fish. The point I'm making here, folks, is I recommend research. Research, research, research. Because a lot of the mistakes that are made in the hobby are all because people did not take the time to research. A lot of times people buy Oscars, Papus, Arowanas, and other monster fish because they never researched. So I don't want to see any new aquarium hobbyist getting a fish that's going to outgrow their tank or eat all of their fish because they did not research. So folks, you have to do your research. Take your time in the aquarium hobby. Do not rush into things. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of failures. And I can guarantee you, you're probably going to want to leave the aquarium hobby. Do not rush anything in this hobby. Don't. Even though fresh water cycles quicker than salt water, I would still take my time. Add fish slowly to your aquarium. Don't stock it overstocked right away. Take your time in stocking your fish. Feed your fish slowly, small amounts daily, and enjoy the aquarium hobby. Patience is a virtue. So you have to have patience in this aquarium hobby for both fresh water and salt water. Alright, my next 
piece of advice for newbies entering the aquarium hobby is to join groups and forms. I know a majority of us are all on Facebook and there are over a thousand groups alone on Facebook dedicated to fish keeping. So join a lot of them. I know that there is freshwater fish freaks, freshwater aquariums, advanced freshwater aquarists, freshwater fish maniacs, freshwater fish lovers, USA freshwater fish and plants. Those are just some of the freshwater groups I have seen on Facebook. So I definitely recommend and encourage any newbie in the aquarium hobby to join these groups ask for help, and seek some advice that you're going to need. Um, I'm sure there are still a few forms out there that are still up and running, that are as popular now as they were when I was kid, a kid. Uh, I would say try Aquaria Central Monster Fish Keepers. I think those are the two forms that are somewhat still popular today. I don't know if they're as popular of when I was 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, but I'm sure they, they're still up and running. I'd also recommend watching YouTube videos. We've got great channels out there with people who have a lot of knowledge in the aquarium hobby. I can already name a few off the top of my head. King of DIY, Waru Joey. He's got a phenomenal YouTube channel that is packed with wonderful information for newbies. M.A. Fish Guy. Now, I know him personally. He's a, a great guy. Uh, he also uh, has a lot of knowledge in the aquarium hobby. And he does a lot of his videos for beginners. So, I'd say check out M.A. Fish Guy. Mass Aquariums, another guy from Mass. He has a lot of wonderful information on fish on YouTube. Definitely check him out. DWS Darius has some awesome videos as well. And I'm sure you can find some other people on YouTube who have a lot of knowledge to share in the fish keeping hobby. So those are my biggest pieces of advice that I would give to an aquarium hobbyist just getting started. Alright, now I want to talk to you about the different freshwater setups. You have usually four different kinds of freshwater tanks. The first kind is a community tank. Now a community tank is just that, a community. Everybody gets along in this tank. Now. A community tank has no aggression whatsoever, generally speaking. So, in a community tank, the aim is to keep peaceful fish. So, in a community system, you'll see fish like tetras, rasboras, live bearers, corridoras, catfish, plecos, and things of that nature. Here's where the in general comes in. Someone may decide to add an angelfish into a community tank. Now angelfish are just like humans. 
They have their own personalities. One may be laid back and peaceful, but another one may be a bitch or a bastard and decide that they want to kill your small tetras and your barbs and your reservoirs and stuff like that. So, for my experience, I would say in a community tank it is best to avoid angelfish because almost all of my angels ate tetras, oil synchronous catfish, and things of that nature. So they don't belong in a tank where you're going to have tiny community fish like neons or runny nose or um, a fish that's only going to stay about an inch long because it'll be food for your angelfish. That is a community setup. Now I want to talk to you about a semi-aggressive tank. Now a semi-aggressive tank stands for fish that have the potential of being aggressive. Now a semi-aggressive tank is the equivalent of reef-safe fish in the saltwater hobby. Now when a fish store or a pet store sells a fish as semi-aggressive, they are telling you this fish has the potential of being aggressive. So they want you to house it with other fish that have the potential of being aggressive. Fish that are marked as semi-aggressive usually include angelfish, walroo, severum, geophagus, oscars, etc. Um, in a semi-aggressive tank, you usually will see angelfish, silver dollars, fish from South America, uh, larger growing tetras, and also um, plecos and things of that nature. An aggressive tank houses bastard and bitch fish. Aggressive fish. These would include things like cichlids, really aggressive cichlids, pike cichlids, dovi, texas, red terrors, uh, red devils, and all of the aggressive South and Central American cichlids. Also piranhas and uh, wolfish and all of the aggressive stuff in the freshwater hobby. A cold water aquarium is a tank where you have no heater in your tank and there are only a few species that can handle cold temperatures and that would be goldfish and the native species. Plecos possibly could also live in uh, a cold water system. Some corridors may be able to live in a cold water system and uh, some other freshwater sharks and stuff can live in a cold water system, but I personally would not recommend it. So that, in a nutshell, is the different systems for freshwater keeping. The different styles of fish tanks that are available in um, freshwater. Alright, next thing I want to talk about is some problems you may face as a freshwater hobbyist. 
The first one is ick and other diseases such as velvet and parasites. Now, luckily for freshwater hobbyists, ick is very treatable in the hobby. It's very, very simple to treat ick in freshwater. All you've got to do is raise your temperature and add some salt and uh, medicine. I recommend Quick Cure. Uh, it cures ick really fast. I've, I've had good luck with Quick Cure. You can also use Melifex for bacterial infections. So freshwater, you can cure ick just like that, simply by adding salt and raising your temperature and using over-the-counter medications. However, in salt water, it is not that simple. Matter of fact, you have to lower salinity and you have to use copper and all of that other stuff to cure ick in a saltwater system. And also, you could use copper in the freshwater hobby as well. Some other problems you're going to experience in the freshwater hobby are aggression. Now, aggression is very popular in all aspects of the aquarium hobby. You're going to buy a new fish, add it to your aquarium, and your existing fish is not going to accept that it has a new tank mate, so it's going to attack that new fish. And the aggression can lead to stress, and that can lead to more stress, and that will lead to disease, and that disease can lead to death. So you want to make sure to rearrange any decor that you have in your aquarium to make sure that your current fish do not attack any new fish that you throw into your tank. I do recommend a separate quarantine tank to quarantine any new fish, but I probably am better off saying newbies out there probably aren't going to buy a quarantine tank, even though it is the best thing to do in this hobby. Uh, another problem you're going to experience in the freshwater hobby is allergy, and to solve that, you want to check and see what is causing allergy. Are you having too much daylight hitting your aquarium? Is your light on too long? Are you feeding in excess? Is there a ton of food left at the bottom of the aquarium? Are you um, not doing regular water changes? Those are some of the things that cause allergy. Now certainly you can add a bushy nose pleco or a pleco or other allergy eating fish and they have a nice diet, but I would first recommend making sure your water parameters are all right and you're not having your light on too long. Another problem you're going to face in the freshwater hobby is something I call MTS, and that is multiple tank syndrome. You're going to get addicted. You're going to want more tanks and more tanks and more tanks and more tanks, and that's going to lead to multiple fish syndrome. And what multiple fish syndrome is, is it's a disease where you're going to want more fish and more fish and more fish. And that's me to a T. I always want more fish. So I am a uh, multiple tank syndrome and multiple fish syndrome Aholic. I have those two diseases, and I am not 
afraid to admit it. So once again, folks, those are some of the problems that you're going to face in the freshwater hobby. Now, again, I would recommend you guys check out some wonderful Facebook fish groups, Freshwater Fish Maniacs is a group that I uh, am an admin of and I'm a part owner of. My friend Donovan Barger and Romolius have created that group with myself and it's a wonderful group. Definitely check out Freshwater Fish Maniacs. Check out Freshwater Fish Freaks. Uh, it's owned by a, game, a guy named Will Lane and I thought he was a uh, a good guy, but apparently he removed me from Facebook and unfriended me. But it is what it is. But I'll still give his group a plug because that's the guy that I am. I'm a nice guy. So check out Freshwater Fish Freaks. Uh, Freshwater Aquariums has a lot of knowledgeable fish keepers on it. And there are many other awesome groups out there that you can check. Alright ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a short commercial break. Right now here on Aquatic Wetline, I am proud to present to you some people and some fish keeping hobbyists who support the Aquatic Wetline. These people help keep the Aquatic Wetline running strong by motivating me to keep doing these fish shows. So right now, we're going to take a little bit of time to pay our respects to them by playing their wonderful commercials. So let's hear a word from them. Coming up after the intermission, I'm going to talk about the best fish for a community tank, the best fish for a semi-aggressive tank, the best fish for an aggressive tank, and the, and the worst fish for beginners. Don't go anywhere, freshwater fish keepers. We continue chatting freshwater fish next. Hobby. Hikari offers a wide selection of aquatic diets to help you and your fishy friend find success. With more than 137 years of aquatic experience, Hikari was the originator of species-specific diets long before others thought it was important or trendy and the first to bring unique products to fish keepers like algae wafers, the world's first diet specifically formulated for Picosinus, micropellets, the world's first micro-coated aquatic diet for tropical fish, Saki Ikari, the world's first probiotic-enhanced diet for koi, goldfish, cichlid, and now turtles, and Biopure, the world's cleanest and most nutrition-packed frozen and freeze-dried foods, industry trendsetters when they were first introduced. When you're looking for the best aquatic diets your hard-earned money can buy for your aquatic pets, look no further than Hikari. Your fish and your wallet will be forever grateful. School of Fish, Inc. offers everything an aquarium hobbyist in western Massachusetts needs. We offer the best alive stock from freshwater to saltwater and everything in between. We also have the best corals and live rock. 
School of Fish, Inc. carries the best brands of fish food, medications, and equipment such as Hikari, Tetra, Marineland, API, and much more. Stop by and check us out today, School of Fish, Inc., located at 1865 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts, and we can be reached at 413-543-1994. We're open Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, closed Tuesdays. Check out School of Fish, Inc. That's School of Fish, I-N-C on Facebook for exclusive deals, specials, and see what's new. Are you a serious tropical fish keeper? Do you currently keep discus cichlids, or are you looking to keep discus cichlids and need to find some quality discus? Why not come to Discus Hans? Discus Hans proudly supplies plenty of American discus hobbyists with quality Stenker discus. The Stenker discus provide fish hobbyists the opportunity to raise show quality discus because Stenker discus can adapt to tap water and even breed in tap water. Discus Hans has helped serve many discus fish lovers with his quality Stenker discus, and you can experience the beauty of Stenker discus from Discus Hans. Discus Hans will ship quality discus cichlids right to your door. Check out Discus Hans at www.discushansusa.com. And to place your order for your very own Stenker discus, check out discusfishstore.com. Hey guys, this is Donovan. I'd like to tell you a little bit about my show, Here for the Fix. I talk about how to become a fish keeper until now, talk everyday fish keeping, and about my favorite fish, African cichlids. So go check out my YouTube channel, Here for the Fins, all together, lowercase, and check out my Facebook, Here for the Fins. You are now tuned in to the one and only Fish Keeping Podcast on Blog Talk Radio that started it all. The Aquatic Wetline has something for you. What is Alex going to discuss next? Let's get back to the show to find out. Now, back to Aqua Alex. Freshwater Fish Maniacs, welcome back to Aquatic Wetline on this awesome Sunday evening. Tonight, I, Aqua Alex, have been giving you a freshwater fish lecture, and I told you my best advice for entering the freshwater hobby, why I recommend beginners to enter the freshwater hobby, and the different uh, freshwater setups and all of that in the first half of the show. And now I'm going to talk about fish because fish are the main point of the aquarium hobby, right? So I'm going to give you some best fish for the different tank setups in freshwater and then also talk about some of the worst fish for beginners and fish that beginners should avoid. All right, 
Now here we go. Best fish for community tanks for beginners. These would include tetras. Now some good beginner tetras include one of my personal favorite tetras, black skirt tetras. Uh, you could do diamond tetras, serpe tetras, bonus Aries tetras, and uh, Colombian tetras. A majority of the tetras are very simple to keep. There are a few that are finicky, like the Ruminos and the Cardinals. Um, but if you like the Cardinals, I would suggest going with the Neon Tetra. But Tetras are very easy to keep. Barbs are a great fish for a community tank. I would personally recommend a Cherry Barb, a Rosy Barb, and some of those kinds of barbs. I would stay clear of Tiger Barbs because they have been known to nip at other fish when they're in packs. So... Stay clear of them. I've had a friend, actually a few friends, who have a single tiger bar, and they haven't bothered anybody. So if you wanted, if you absolutely wanted, and your heart was set on a tiger bar, I would do a single tiger bar, but there is no guarantees that it won't nip. Garamis are great for beginners. A majority of the species are, are beginner safe. I think all of them are beginner safe. I would stay away from the giant garami though. The one that gets a foot long. They're big and ugly garamis. I think, you'll, I think you'll know what I mean when you see them. They're ugly fish. Life bearers are all beginner safe. Platties, mollies, swordtails, things of that nature. All of them can be kept by beginners. Rainbow fish are beginner friendly. Australian rainbows, the uh, New Guinea red rainbows, they're all beginner friendly. Corridor's catfish are beginner friendly. Uh, I personally recommend the emerald catfish, the brochure species of Corridor's. They're very simple to keep and they actually are pretty much the largest species of Corridor's out there. The albino quarries are nice, the panda quarries are nice, the Julii corridors are very nice as well. Angelfish can somewhat fit in a community tank. It depends on uh, how your individual angelfish's personality is. Like I said earlier, some angelfish are bitches and bastards, and some are peaceful. Uh, bushy nosed plecos are great. For community tanks, they're great for many reasons, because they stay small. Common plecos get huge, and I would not recommend a beginner getting a common pleco unless they had a huge tank. Zigzag loaches, yo-yo loaches, clown loaches, and coolie loaches are great for a community tank, but please be aware that clown loaches do get about a foot long in length. I know a bit rare, a rare foot-long clown loach, but you sometimes may find them as big as uh, 10 inches in the aquarium hobby. I've only seen them as big as 8, but everywhere it says they get 10 inches, so they could get a foot long. Alright, now I want to talk about some best fish for a semi-aggressive freshwater tank. Chocolate cichlids. 
Do be aware that chocolate cichlids get to be about 8 to 10 inches as well. So they're going to require a 75 gallon, but they are semi-aggressive. They had the potential of being aggressive, but generally they're a very docile cichlid. Severums are semi-aggressive as well. They're generally docile, but I found with severums it depends on what they were housed with before you get them. If they're kept with tetras and community fish, then most likely they're going to grow up to be a very docile severum. If they're kept with convicts, Jack Dempsey's, or aggressive cichlids, then they've had to fight to be in that tank. So they're going to have a pit bull complex when they get added, to, added into a tank that has community fish. So let's say, for example, you've got a severum in a tank with tetras, angels, quarries, and rainbows at the fish store, and you bought that one. That one, most likely, is going to have a beagle complex. Now, beagles are friendly dogs, and they like to roam around the tank and observe things. That's how a Severin would be if he came from a peaceful tank. Now, if you went to another fish store, and they had Severums in a tank with convicts, red devils, and jack Dempsey's and jaguars, You'd be bringing a pit bull into your home aquarium because that severum would be so used to being aggressive, he would personally attack everything in the tank. However, sometimes you get lucky. They'll say, oh, there's no more aggressive fish in this tank so I can relax. But generally, they're taught to be aggressive by having to defend themselves. That's why severums are marked as semi-aggressive. And that goes for all the cichlids that I'm going to mention in semi-aggressive. And do keep in mind that severums do get pretty big, 6 to 8 inches as well. Geophagus are semi-aggressive, uh, especially the Brassinillus one, but the Centipacara and the uh, true Geophagus species are more docile, but there's a potential of one having a different personality. Silver dollars, semi-aggressive because they will chase other silver dollars, and they possibly will chase tetras, catfish like Raphael's, sun cats, um, and larger catfish are semi-aggressive, because they will eat small fish. Jack Dempsey's, Oscars, are semi-aggressive. They are labeled semi-aggressive, because they do have the potential of being aggressive. It depends on the personality of each Jack Dempsey and each Oscar. Um, but the Oscars I had were pretty good. They were pretty uh, laid back with me. And um, it just depends. That's why they're labeled as uh, semi-aggressive. Plecos can be kept in a semi-aggressive tank because they have armor that can defend themselves. I'm talking about any pleco, a common pleco, or a fancy pleco. Now, do keep in mind that Oscars get big, and so don't common plecos. So you're going to need a very, very big tank. Alright. Best fish for an aggressive tank. Now, I'm not sure how many beginners start off with an aggressive tank, but if you want aggressive fish, fish that are out to kill each other, then this is the tank for you. One of my favorite Paracroma species, the Manigwensin. The Jaguar cichlid is perfect for a beginner, for an aggressive tank. This fish gets pretty big, uh, about, a, about two feet. So you're going to need a big tank, a 125 for one of them. 
Dove eyes are good for beginners, but they can bite your hands. Uh, Leporinus are an aggressive cherisin from the Amazon. So, if you wanted a Leporinus, you would need to keep it with other aggressive fish. Red devils and other Ampholophus species are very aggressive, but they're pretty simple to take care of. Convicts are little aggressive bastards, plus they're always little horny bastards. They always breed. So they are a good beginner fish, though, uh, because they'll breed for a beginner and build up their confidence. Salvinis are good as well. Plecos and catfish can also live in a uh, aggressive tank. Now, the best fish for a cold water tank are goldfish. Keep in mind, goldfish get pretty big. Uh, the fancier ones stay a little bit smaller. But goldfish don't have a stomach, so they do poop a lot. And that's going to create a lot of waste. So you have to do a lot of water changes and have superb filtration on a tank that has goldfish. Plecos and freshwater sharks, such as bala sharks and iridescent sharks, can possibly live in a cold water tank. But for that, you're going to need a very, very, very large aquarium. Alright, our last topic for this show is worst fish for beginners. Fish that beginners should avoid. You can include fish like Paku, because Pakus get three feet long. Arowanas, because Arowanas get huge. Arowanas sharks, Peroon sharks, and all sharks that get over two feet in the freshwater hobby. They're not true sharks. They actually belong to a fish family in freshwater, but avoid them nonetheless. Armor Puma should be avoided because they get huge. Common Plecos should be avoided because they do get pretty big, unless you have a really large tank. So those are some of the worst fish for beginners. All right. I hope that was some wonderful information for you guys tonight here on my freshwater lecture right here on Aquatic Wetline. Before I end this show, I've got a couple of radio show announcements that I would like to make. So, let's hear them, and then I'll wrap up the show. Don't go anywhere if you call yourself a fan of American Variety Network, because a fan would not leave. Let's hear the show announcements, folks. Would you like to see my personal fish tank? Would you like to see my 120-gallon saltwater display aquarium? Then check out my YouTube channel called 413-FishDude on YouTube. I do fish videos, fish updates, and the occasional fish information videos. Tropical fish keepers, check out my YouTube channel and subscribe. 413-52. Calling all Android and iPhone users. The American Variety Network now has an app that you can download. On this app, you can listen to any of our over 300 episodes of the American Variety Network. You can watch American Variety Network YouTube videos and see the posts that are made on our Facebook page with the latest show news and more. 
To download the American Variety Network app, simply go to the Google Play Store or the Apple Store and search American Variety Network and click download. You are going to enjoy this app as you can listen to any of our podcasts on the go or watch our videos. Download our app, American Variety Network, and enjoy. Hey guys, Jeremy Soren of Boston City Radio. I invite you to check out Boston City Radio, the talk show, where I interview local guests and people of interest in businesses. Also, Boston City Music, where we have local artists that are up and coming. And Boston City Radio Jobs. And we also have Boston City Radio at YouTube. So check us out. Thank you very much. On Facebook at Boston City Radio, Boston City Radio. Music Hour and Boston City Radio Jobs on Facebook. Thanks, guys. Bye. Saturday, July 2nd, 2016, at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Mountain, and 7 p.m. Pacific, American Variety Network proudly and historically celebrates its 350th episode. Alex Cardinelli and Jeremy Stellhorn will be hosting this awesome summer episode celebration. There will be three awesome guests, each with something awesome to promote. Tara, an autism awareness advocate from cameras in special needs classrooms. Rhonda, a country physician, and she is bringing some wonderful music with her. And Jenny McNaught, a super talented, wonderful artist. Three amazing, powerful ladies with a positive impact on the world. Plus, to make this a celebration, there will be some laughs as I prank Jeremy, chat Tropical Fish, share 4th of July recipes, and more. This is a can't-miss celebration. So join us Saturday, July 2nd, to kickstart your 4th of July weekend with the first ever 350th episode, Summer Bash. See you on the 350th, July 2nd, at 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on American Variety Network. Americans, can you believe that 4th of July is quickly approaching? What are you going to be doing on the 4th of July? Well, one thing you should be doing is tuning into the American Variety Network's Independence Day Fest. That's right, Alice Cardinelli, Jeremy Stellhorn, and the American Variety Network are going to be hosting the second annual American Variety Network 4th of July Fest, where there will be food talk, there will be some fun American talk, and more. Celebrate 4th of July by tuning into the American Variety Network 4th of July Extravaganza live on the 4th of July at 
12 noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific. Before you have your Independence Day barbecues, join the American Variety Network. Alrighty, fish keepers, I would like to thank you for tuning into the show. Before I end it, I've got a few things that I'd like to mention. Tomorrow, Monday, June 27th, 2016, at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central, 8 Mountain, and 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm going to be doing another episode of Let's Chat Tropical Fish. So, two awesome nights of two fish-keeping shows back-to-back. My guest tomorrow is owner of Blossom City Radio, Jeremy Selhorn. He is a fish-keeper. Jeremy and I are going to talk about how he got into the fish-keeping hobby. He's going to tell us about his relationship with his local fish store, Aquatic Treasures. And we're also going to talk about cichlids such as uh, Oscars, Dovi, Manigwants, etc. This is going to be an all-ad-lib show, uncensored and unscripted. Fish Keepers, you're in for a good experience and a good listen with this show tomorrow at 10 p.m. Eastern. It's our 349th show and our last show until our 350th episode. Next Saturday, or this coming Saturday, July 2nd, we're going to be having our 350th episode. We're going to be chatting tropical fish. That's right. So make sure to check that out this coming Saturday, July 2nd at 10 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, Monday, July 4th, we're going to have our 4th of July show. So the American Variety Network is pleased to have some upcoming shows. Now, after tomorrow, we're not going to have a fish show for a couple of weeks. Uh, I think our next fish show is going to be after the 4th of July, and it's going to be on, uh, what, what did I say, on the uh, Picasso Triggerfish, and then an African Cichlid Chat. So, with that being said, I want to thank you for tuning into this episode of Aquatic Wetline. I really appreciate your listen. Thank you for listening. Please download my app, American Variety Network, on Google Play and Apple Play Store. This is Aqua Alex, and you've been listening to the Aquatic Wetline. Good night, everyone. Bang, bang! Saturday, July 2nd, 2016, at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Mountain, and 7 p.m. Pacific, American Variety Network proudly and historically celebrates its 350th episode. Alex Cardinelli and Jeremy Stellhorn will be hosting this awesome summer episode celebration. There will be three awesome guests, each with something awesome to promote. Tara, an autism awareness advocate 
from cameras in special needs classrooms. Wanda, a country physician, and she is bringing some wonderful music with her. And Jenny McNaught, a super talented, wonderful artist. Three amazing, powerful ladies with a positive impact on the world. Plus, to make this a celebration, there will be some laughs as I prank Jeremy, chat tropical fish, share 4th of July recipes, and more. This is a can't-miss celebration. So join us Saturday, July 2nd, to kickstart your 4th of July weekend with the first ever 350th episode, Summer Bash. See you on the 350th, July 2nd, at 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on American Variety Network. Then, Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.